Church Audio, striving to introduce people to Jesus through scripture, biblical instruction, and prayer with authenticity and vibrancy. You don't need to know anything about the Bible. Just sit back, relax, and let God do the rest. Please consider subscribing to this podcast and leave a rating and review. And please consider supporting this ministry through a tax-deductible donation at mountainview.church. That's mountainview.church slash give. Now here's this week's message. Hello everyone, my name is Rachel and I am your welcome host today. Thank you for making the effort to join us, whether you are in-house or online. We appreciate you taking the time and we would love the chance to connect with you. If you are new or haven't reached out before, you can fill out the Connect card located under the seat in front of you. You can drop us a note by heading to our website, mountainview.church, and clicking Connect, or you can text the word Connect to the number on your screen. We would love to welcome you to check out our website, mountainview.church. We feel it really captures our vision, which is to be an authentic, vibrant church, serving and reaching our city. We have so many exciting things happening right now, so I would encourage you to check it out. We are also incredibly thankful for your financial support. To partner with us financially, you can text the word GIVE to the number on your screen or head over to our website, again, it's mountainview.church, and click GIVE to see our online giving options. And of course, if you're in-house, you will find an envelope under the seat in front of you. Make sure you put your name and address if you are new so we can send you a donation receipt. Thank you once again for your support, whether financially, volunteering, or through prayer. There's a New Year's trend that has become increasingly prevalent over the past decade. As people embrace the New Year, New You mentality, getting a new job or just quitting their current job has become the easiest way to get that fresh start feeling. In an article titled, New Year, New Job, Unpacking the I Quit Fantasy, Rebecca Fraser Thill with Forbes magazine reported, when I ask my career coaching clients their ideal timeline for leaving their job, regardless of the time of year I ask, by the new year is a common answer. The turn of the calendar makes many of us itchy for a fresh start even if only about a quarter of us actually make New Year's resolutions. It should be highlighted that younger generations are particularly prone to this New Year, New Job trend. In 2022, CNBC released a report on the first couple of months of the new year, documenting the reasons for the high turnover rate among millennials and Gen Z in the workplace. The research showed that 72% of young job seekers say they've started a new job and felt a sense of surprise or regret, with roughly 20% of these job seekers saying they would quit within a month if their new job isn't what they expected. Moreover, another 41% would give a new job just two to six months before quitting. Based on the research, feelings of new job regrets are disruptive for workers and employers alike. 
If this year trends the same as last year, that means 61% of young workers will contemplate quitting their job over the next six months. Add to this a large number of boomers feeling pulled toward early retirement and Gen Xers feeling overwhelmed trying to bridge the generation gap. That means that right now, there are at least a few of you out there who are on the cusp of making a very rash employment decision. The problem is, leaving will not help. Convincing ourselves that a new job will fulfill all our hopes and dreams is a fool's errand, present company included. Although this is embarrassing to admit, this week I was actually fantasizing about opening up an ice cream shop. I even pitched the idea to my wife as a part-time gig. She just rolled her eyes and then I realized, oh right, it's January. <laughs> I know that scooping ice cream is not my life's calling. Deep down, I know that I can't trust my feelings this time of year because they're rooted in a human propensity toward New Year's escapism. And these types of feelings often get stronger through February. And I know that spring can be full of regrets that started with poor winter decisions. Believe it or not, there's a better way to make choices about our employment and our future. It starts by refusing to listen to the lie that the perfect job or career is right around the corner. Instead, we make a conscious shift to focus on God's plan in our current position before we ever start seeking out a new opportunity. And this is yet another step closer to embracing a selfless year, willing to proclaim it's a new year with less me. Today, instead of finding a new job, we're going to learn how to serve a better cause. Don't find a better job, serve a better cause. So today we'll be reading from Colossians 3, verse 16 to 24. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, submit to your husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, but not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, Fearing the Lord, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Through biblical evidence found in a first century letter to the Colossian church, we'll discover that shifting our focus towards Jesus can bring us far more meaning and purpose in work and in life. With that in mind, let's dive into Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. If you're new to reading the Bible, you can access a Bible a few different ways. You can go to Bible.com if you're online. Uh, you can download a Bible app to your mobile device. 
you can text Bible to the number on the screen and we will mail you one in time. Uh, but if you're in house right now listening to this, you can actually find a Bible under the seat in front of you and you can go ahead and take that with you. And if you're unsure how to look something up in the scriptures and you have a physical Bible like I do here, I suggest looking to the table of contents in the front, find the page number and it will get you to Colossians. And then you can look for the big chapter number three and uh, we'll go from there. But if you have a Bible app, really simple, just search Colossians in the search field and you'll get right there. So while you're turning there, I want to provide a bit of context. This letter was written 30 years after Jesus Christ walked the earth. And it was written by a great missionary and church leader, church planter named Paul. You see, after Jesus was crucified, he rose again from the dead and he ascended to heaven. Soon after, Christianity exploded. You see, thousands of people had placed their trust in Jesus for their eternal salvation and chose to follow him. Churches were being planted all over the modern world. And one of those churches was the church, the Coloss, or the Colossian church. So in today's passage of study, Paul is challenging them and in turn challenging us to think differently about how we work and serve the people in our lives. Let's get into it. We're going to read Colossians 3, 16 and 17 together. Colossians 3, 16 and 17. It says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Okay, we're going to focus in right now on verse 17 and start with the statement, whatever you do. Obviously, this encompasses all sorts of things. But for today, we want to talk about work, employment the things we do for payment for wages, which it applies. Whatever you do applies to working. So we're going to center on that. Next, I love how the Apostle Paul adds in word or deed. Get that? In word or deed, which works so well when applied to employment in modern Western culture. Because in our context, we could translate it as whatever you do as a white-collar job or a blue-collar job, as a white-collar worker or a blue-collar worker. Word, deed, whatever you're doing in all of it, okay? In all of it, leading us to pay attention to what comes next. Because after he says, whatever you do and word and deed, he says, do everything. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then second, he says, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Notice how all-encompassing Paul's words are. Whatever you do, in word and deed, do everything in the name of Jesus and give thanks through him. This clearly <laughs> includes working. But whatever you do, and everything also includes quitting. You get that? Whatever you do also includes your desire or <laughs> your choice to quit. And that's kind of convicting, isn't it? Think back to the last time you quit a job. Did you quit in the name of Jesus and give thanks to him on the way out the door? Likely not. 
But if you did, let's face it, you would know that you were walking away for the right reasons. So maybe that would be okay. But right now, maybe you're feeling irritated with what I'm saying. Uh, maybe you're feeling pushback on what I just said about quitting or about serving Jesus at work, all these different things. Maybe it bothers you. Maybe you're asking yourself, how can that make my work any better? How can this passage help me right now in my situation? The answer to that question comes down to who you believe you're working for. Who are you ultimately working for? Jump down to verses 23 and 24. Paul expands on this. Whatever you do, again, there's those words again, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. You see, Paul challenges us to, quote, work heartily, like we were working for Jesus instead of our employer. That's hard to wrap our minds around, but in case the word heartily hasn't uh, gripped your common vocabulary, it can be replaced with a ton of other synonyms like work completely, work thoroughly, work exceedingly, work immensely as if we were working for Jesus himself. It's an all-encompassing word. We are working in our best capacity for Jesus. It's hard to fully understand, but there, there's no mistaking that the level to which we're being challenged in this passage, it's, it's a high, high standard. But maybe for you, there's a why question still lingering. Paul answers that in verse 24. It's because Jesus is the ultimate supplier of our inheritance as our reward. He's the authority. He's the standard. He's in charge. He's the king. He's the Lord. He's the Christ. Then to further reiterate his point, Paul adds this unmistakable tagline. You are serving the Lord Christ. Short sentence, but powerful. And I feel like this tagline is may be added for any quiet quitters in the crowd who may have been convinced not to quit. You're still at your job, but you've decided to do the bare minimum. In case you're unfamiliar with quiet quitting, it's another rising trend that refers to doing the minimum requirements of one's job and putting in no more time, effort, or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. As such, it is something of a misnomer since the worker doesn't actually leave their position and continues to collect a salary. According to a Gallup study of workers age 18 and older taken in June of 2022, quiet quitters make up at least 50% of the United States workforce, probably more. The percentage is particularly higher among workers under the age of 35. Gallup reported. I need to think deeply about this whole thing. If I walked into work each day with the understanding that Jesus Christ is ultimately who I'm working for, quiet quitting is a lot more difficult. I have to dig in and I have to do my best for Jesus, not just for my employer. Jesus is ultimately in charge. 
let's come back to the beginning. Maybe you're a millennial and you feel hopeless. You're wrestling with feelings of regret, contemplating yet another new job and burdened by an ongoing lack of contentment. But maybe you're a boomer who feels hopeless. You're contemplating early retirement, mainly because this new generation won't take up the mantle that you carried for so many decades. Then again, maybe you're a Gen Xer who feels hopeless. You're stuck in the middle, having given 20 years of your career, knowing that you have another 20 at least of endless recruiting, hiring, and training. No matter who you are, how old you are, where you're at, deciding today to serve a better cause is way better than a choice to walk away. And that better cause is the cause of Christ to make a decision to serve him first. I'm telling you, this is the shift we need to tackle the nagging voice of discontentment that so many of us are plagued with. Only Jesus can help us see our work as an act of service. We invite him in to each workday and we allow him to fill us with his greatness and goodness as we navigate each new obstacle, and we know there's lots of them. We can experience more job satisfaction and more contentment in our work than ever before. He is our better cause. He is your better cause. Making a decision to serve Jesus first can keep you from quitting. Deciding to serve Jesus can keep you from quitting. Why not give it a try? Try it this week. Make a commitment today that you're going to walk into work on Monday morning, decidedly serving Jesus as your primary authority and letting him lead you forward through the work week. What do you have to lose? I'm telling you, just give it a try. See what happens. See God work in your life. That being said, I totally understand that, that maybe you're listening to this or watching this and you're new to Christianity and you have never trusted Jesus for anything before. But this is resonating. That's amazing. If you're this person, just lean into him. Allow God's Holy Spirit to guide you into next steps. Just be open to him. He will carry you. And so whether you're recommitting to Jesus or inviting him into your workplace, inviting him into your life for the first time, wherever you're at, let's spend some time right now in prayer to him. You can feel free to pray on your own, uh, in your own words, that's fine, or you can repeat the words that I use, however you're comfortable. But let's just come before God and lay our hearts before him, talk to him, and tell him what's going on. Let's give our lives to him, including our work life. Let's pray. Dear Father, we know that we make mistakes. We choose selfishness and we choose wrong things, uh, sometimes in word and deed, sometimes just in our thoughts. We have fallen away in so many areas of our life. 
and our workplace is just one small piece of it. We understand that we're sinful, we are fallen, and that separates us from you, but that you loved us enough to send Jesus to die on the cross for our sin and to rise again to conquer that sin so that we might access you, a holy God. Father, if there's someone listening and praying right now and they have never given their life to you, said they're going to follow your son, Jesus, accept your message of salvation through Christ, may they do so today. But Father, there may be others who have never brought Jesus into the workplace before. They've never made him the authority higher than their employer. That they work so hard, not for money, not for an organization or a business, but they work hard because they know they're ultimately working for your son, Jesus. Father, for that person that's inviting Jesus into the workplace, I pray that you would guide them starting first thing tomorrow morning. And Father, for anyone who has other areas of their life that maybe they've kept you from, may you soften their hearts and may they invite you in. May your Holy Spirit infiltrate every part of our life. Convict us where we need to change. Encourage us where we feel low. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now it's time to get into prayer and discussion. So wherever you're at, gather around your household, roommates, friends. If you're online, you can go ahead and drop some comments in the feed and uh, or maybe save it if you're working somewhere or listening on the podcast. Save the questions, play them later, write them down. Uh, get together with someone and talk about this stuff or maybe just write it yourself in a journal. But we want to make sure that you're not just taking in this content and walking away. The church is connection and community. It's not just, you know, take it in content. We want you to really digest this. We want you to unpack it, study it, talk about it. We want that to happen here at Mountain View Church. So I'm encouraging you, I'm challenging you, dig into these three questions. Question number one, what struggles or stress have you felt recently in your workplace? What struggles or stress have you felt recently in your workplace? It's kind of a tough job market out there uh, for anyone who's been in their business organization a while, if they are supervisors trying to hire people. Uh, I know here in the Yukon, it's tough to find people. It probably is, from what I understand, all over Canada. Um, But I don't know where you're at. Uh, Maybe you feel like you're not getting a promotion. You should. Maybe you're not getting enough pay. Maybe there could be a, a... a dozen reasons why you're feeling struggles or stress, maybe just the people you work with. Talk about that. Have a time of of openness and confession and sharing what struggles and stress are pounding you at the workplace right now. Okay, share that. The second question, when was the last time you felt like quitting your job? Why did you want to quit? When was the last time you felt like quitting your job? Why did you want to quit? Now, this is maybe... uh, This takes some vulnerability for sure. Uh, You know, all of us in whatever career we're in, whatever job, there's times where you have a really bad day. And maybe you even fantasize, today's the day, I'm walking out, I'm dropping everything. And maybe you've had those moments. Uh, Hopefully you haven't uh, 
decided to just walk out. Hopefully you've had a bit of a game plan and this is some of what we've been talking about today. But maybe for you, you've had that where you've really thought, you're like, no, today's the day, I'm done. I'm done with this. Share that with someone. Say, this was a day. <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it was last week. And uh, because there's a lot of people out there that feel like that. And so you might find some common bond in that discussion. Then the last question, after you've unpacked all of this, it's time to go to prayer. We need to lay this uh, before Jesus. We got to ask God for guidance. So pray and ask God how serving the cause of Christ in your job might change your view of employment. Pray and ask God how serving the cause of Christ in your job might change your view of employment. You know, just take that time and ask God's Holy Spirit to convict you on what maybe needs to change in your mindset, maybe how your day works, maybe your schedule. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. You you know your office or shop or place of employment and you know what it's like and you know where you might be able to fit moments centered around Jesus and maybe it's little moments throughout the day so that you can make sure, okay, I'm working for Jesus. He's with me. He's going through this journey with me. He's ultimately in charge. And I don't know how, how that needs to look for you, but God does. And, and he's going to lay that on your heart and mind, and he's going to give you a plan for this week, right? Like I said, what do you have to lose? Just try it. Try to work this week for Jesus and see what happens. Okay, thanks so much for being here, a part of Mountain View Church, whether you were in-house or online. And uh, for next week, it's Family Sunday. Next week is Family Sunday. So uh, every time there's a fifth Sunday at Mountain View, uh, we give all the children's staff a break, all the children's workers a break, and we bring the kids up. My message will be shorter, and uh, so we don't want to bore the kids too much, and uh, we'll have extra music, maybe some other video features. It'll be great. Uh, so if uh, you have children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, next week is a great week to bring them because we're all together and it's a great time. So hope you'll be there. Love to see you and have a great week. Thanks for listening to Mountain View Church Audio. If you've given your life to Jesus today, or would like to join, serve, or support Mountain View Church, please let us know at mountainview.church connect. That's mountainview.church connect. Have a blessed week.